Ohio has the most haunted houses per capita than any other state. We're at 121 this year. We were at 111 two years ago. So we're on a steady growth. The next closest is like West Virginia at 96. So there ain't no way, man. There, like, yeah. Ohio has a lot of haunted houses. You have it on backwards, dipshit. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of haunted houses, including all of the theme parks, which have multiple um, houses into them in the inter- interactions. So Ohio might be shitty, but at the same point, we have some fun stuff when it comes to the fall. No, Ohio's definitely shitty. There's no question about it. But oh, whoa, when it comes whoa, to haunted houses, what's your whoa, whoa. favorite haunted house that you've been to in Ohio? Ooh. See, see, the thing is, I, I like them. I go to them. I'm a huge fan. And there are some that are really good the first time you go, but then they never change it. They don't add to it or change it up. So if you go to it again, you know what's going to happen and where. Uh, the ones that continuously change things around uh, or spend the money to put into the haunted house themselves is Fear Columbus. Um, they've had a pretty good job at rotating their staff, rotating their scare points and their jump points. Um, the Haunted Hoochie's okay. I mean, I would have put that at like a 7 out of 10, if you want my honesty. That's a little bit more north. And then you have like the, uh, what is it, the Insane Asylum one in Columbus. We have the Scaratorium. Have you we been have... to the uh, Mansfield Jail? Somebody brought that up in the comments. The Mansfield yeah, Jail Yeah, that's scary. where I think the Hoochie is, if I remember correctly, is the Mansfield uh, prison or whatever is the Haunted Hoochie. I, I thought the Haunted Hoochie was in um, Centerburg. See, I don't, I don't remember them all. I mean, I go to them and I'm like, oh, if it's worth it, then I'm like, hell yeah. Like Fear Columbus, I like it because no matter which one you go to, you're waiting in a line, correct? Right. You're always waiting in a line. Fear Columbus makes it a rave while you're in line. I do like that. So even if you're cold, you're jumping around outside. They're flowing, throwing snow or bubbles and having lasers. So I mean, I, it's a great, it's a great time. But I mean, we have Cedar Point, we have Kings Island. And those are just major theme parks where they have anywhere from 10 to 15 haunted houses during this season. So you can get your scary in here. Um, but with that being said, let's roll that, let's intro. Roll that intro. One, two, three. I'm a type two civilization hipster. Jesus is watching you. You're going to all burn in hell. That's why Antarctica is off limits. It's just a fun, bunch of penguins fucking each other, and it causes a chain reaction. People Just lose their the fucking minds. Trust me, man, I've seen some shit. You should probably go get that checked and shove a <laughs> finger in your bum. You're laughing, but it's already in there. <laughs> South Carolina has the most brothels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, welcome back to <laughs> Drunk Discussions podcast. We're talking about brothels uh, out of South Apparently, Carolina. They, uh, they, that killed me. <laughs> South Carolina has the most brothels. Didn't know that. You learn something new every day. Well, hey, look, you know, this is Drunk Discussions. With that being said, we've got a few drink choices when it comes to the, the Halloween season. Uh, so, Paul, do you have anyone to talk about? I've got a few right here. Um, well, I was kind of going into... Ohio a little bit, and with that, and the scary places. Um, so some people have brought up the Scaratorium, the prisons. There is one, I think it's in Cincinnati. It's debatable. I think it's like in Newport, Kentucky, but Cincinnati claims it. It was like Haunted Hospital. Um, and if you make it to the top, uh, you get your money back. Now, to go onto this haunted house excursion, pretty much, is $100. So it ain't a cheap drop. And not a lot of people have made it. And they're allowed to like full on tackle you and throw you down stair. Not like they're like padded stairwells, but like stairwells and tunnels and tubes to get you from whatever, you know, room level you're at to the bottom. And then you're done. You're out. Um, And from what I've read, no one this year has made it to the top. I mean, we have some time left in October. But my thing is, is as big as we are, I've not been to this one. You're a bigger dude. You think you could just barrel through some of these monsters and just keep going? Like, how many grown monster men do you think you could take down a barrel in the pitch black? I mean, it's kind of the same concept as, like, watching Giggity. a scary movie, you know? Like, I feel like if you keep in the back of your mind, it's just like doing shrooms, you know? You got to, like, look in the mirror and say, ah, hey, in eight hours, it's going to be over. Um, I feel like it could, I feel like I could do it, but. You'd have to book it. Imagine just sprinting through a haunted house, full bore. I mean, that's also the, like, the same haunted house that can legally throw you out a window. 
Yeah, but they have nets. Yeah. I don't think anyone's been hurt by this, but they got nets. But they if you get thrown out the net. window, it's not like you can keep going. You've been thrown out the window. Yeah, right? you're done. If you get down the tubes or shafts or that's a wrong, the, the windows, anything like that, you're done. You, you don't get your money back. You've experienced it. So it's either you go there and enjoy the fear and right. really get a, a feel for it and get as high as you can. Maybe sneaky, hide and shit. I've seen videos of people doing it. Or you just barrel rush. But I feel if you barrel rush, they're going to be like, radio communication like this guy's just running up the stairs get it tackle him yeah. tackle him so i did look up the top five states for when it comes to haunted houses so ohio yeah it's the number one you look it's at, the number one you if you've ever watched sam and dean on supernatural you know ohio it's yeah. it, it's pretty fucking haunted uh so number one does come in ohio uh, it's known for the Shawshank Redemption. It's known for Supernatural. It's known for a lot of other fucking scary movies. Which is where the Mansfield prison is. That's the where Shawshank was shot, was that, yeah. that prison. Mansfield, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pennsylvania comes in second. Historical sites dating back to the colonial area, Civil War locations. It's got a plethora of haunted tales. The Eastern State Lethra. Penitentiary. Yeah. <laughs> that word. In, in uh, Philadelphia and Gettysburg, Battlefield are... Among so, the most when it comes to it's, the famous it's funny you place. say that Gettysburg. Have you been to Gettysburg? Yeah, I have. Okay, it's a crazy memorial. Uh, the the story of the battles is is in, is nuts depending on the section and the days of the battle that went on. But we were there in the springtime, and in the springtime, the fog comes oh, in yeah. and out. Right? right? I shit you not. I was. I think we went to Gettysburg when I was like thirteen. We were driving, and my mom and all of us, and we're in this minivan. We're just driving along. And it starts to get foggy. And to this day, me and my dad swear that by like one of the cannons, when we were driving by, we saw, we thought at the time, we're like, oh, it's a reenactment person. And he like, he was walking up to it and it was like a ghostly figure. And I remember him asking like a guy, like, do you guys have reenactment people? And she's like, not at this time of day or year. And we're like, we looked at each other like, excuse me, what? What, what did you just say? So like, I believe that. I've heard more than one time where people went to Gettysburg and they had or stayed there for scouting, for camping, just to see the area and the, the history of America. They have seen people from the battle still in full in their outfit from the battle walking the graves or the battle sites, which is nuts. I so when it comes to something like that, like driving through a historical area, I haven't experienced like paranormal activities the only time i've really experienced it is Never? out in the woods in my woods your woods and other woods while i was like during hunting season those woods are yeah hunting that's one um hunting season is where i have heard or seen the most crazy shit in ohio i'll be like hands down the fall it's Dude. cold you're out in the middle of nowhere going for a deer you're being quiet and that's when you see either sketchy people doing sketchy shit or things you can't explain no, I've seen skinwalkers while hunting did. Mm -hmm. Like during bow season, I'd go out there. So it's like four o'clock in the morning. I'm doused in fucking deer urine. You know, my clothing. Deer freaking tree stand to climb in before the sun comes stand. up. Yep. And it's foggy. And I'll, I'll be up in my stand. And next thing you know, like give it like an hour. An hour goes by. You see those. You see the normal squirrel fucking just huffing at you. But there's been a time where I've heard antlers crashing. I'm like, oh, okay, let's load up the bar uh, the Barnett Quad 400. Let's go ahead and point, get ready. And there's been stuff that's walking that isn't human-like, not deer-like. And you 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 make out like the shape of it, and you're like, there's no fucking way. Right. And it's unexplainable. Explainable. And, and you next, don't you know want to talk about it because then you're labeled as like a crazy a or fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it happens to almost everyone that goes out there. Like. We should be talking about it more because it happens. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so please be careful while hunting if you do or are into that, whatever. Um, but yeah, in the woods, the, I've, I, the skinwalkers or windigos, whatever people want to argue with that they are, where you see like a maimed deer and then it's all of a sudden like walking up or uh, a coyote. Mine was a coyote when I was out. I saw some coyotes doing some weird shit like walking on their two back feet. And I'm like, that's not normal. Yeah, Randy, you're 100% right. Like, you hear voices that you recognize when you're up on that deer stand, and you're like, he's not out here right now, or she's not out here right now. Like, or who's calling my name? Yeah. Yeah. You hear that. And it's, yeah. It's, I tell you what, you grip, you grip a little tighter, <laughs> yeah. a little tighter. 
You, no, you, um, yeah, that's when you clench your cheeks. You're like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so there was this one. This one pissed me off to the nth degree. It's not really scary. More just a heart wrencher. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, so we were in, we're walking, pushing deer in Pennsylvania, and it's on the edge. It's like Erie, Ohio, was where our family had stuff going on in a cabin and stuff. Um, so we're pushing for deer, and while we're out there, all of a sudden I kept hearing like barking, and I'm right. like. Why is there, there? Our dogs are back at the cabin. The dogs are, there's no dogs around us. Why? What is this barking coming from? So we're walking over, and while we're walking up, I hear, I just hear like, run, run, run. And I was like, okay, that's sketchy. I like stopped. I was like, who's yelling run at me? I have a gun right now. Like, I'm confused. So I no turn this why. mountain corner. I don't even know. It's like the slope, and there's a road coming around. It's like the slope of the mountain, and you go around right. the corner of it. And they ditched a people. They had to have been people. I didn't hear tires or nothing. But they ditched a box of puppies and a mother dog. No. Yeah. So we loaded up the dog and the puppies and called the, the Humane Society and like the shelter, local shelter. And they're like, yeah, we'll take them. It actually happens more times than you think. And I was, the rest of the day, I was ruined. I was ruined. I was like, I don't even want to hunt. Like, fuck it. Like, right. they left puppies. Who does that? Well, so I they, mean, yeah, a lot of people do that shit, but it's, it's still mean, fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, no, sorry. That was just one that came to head while hunting. I was like, wow, why? People are awful. Um, wow but haunted so the cool thing about where i live here in i don't even care i'll share i don't care delaware ohio um we have a a very old very old area of ohio where we have historical sites everywhere um one of the first houses built in delaware county like 1792 or whatever before ohio was even a state yeah no uh, you have right a, down you the definitely road. have an older house yeah, well, not mine, but it's right down the road, the one right there on the corner. Well, right. when we were kids, um, me and my neighbor friends, we were snowboarding out in the winter, and we are doing tricks in the back forest, going down the hills, trying to go across the river. And my friend hits this really cool stone, goes up over the river, does a trick. We're freaking out, but he runs back because he's like, man, I hit like a hard object, and then he like scrapes it off. It was a, a, a tombstone cover like a, a stone, a headstone. So we're like, what the hell? And we start like digging around the area. We find one of the oldest cemeteries in the county and Ohio, not just where a governor was buried from the early days, but senators as well and congressmen and local farmers and everything that they just forgot was there. It was completely torn down, run down and everything. So we turned it in to uh, the Delaware Historical Society. Our neighbor actually is the one that knew the people to call and they have redone it i went there this like couple weeks ago for mushroom hunting not weeks months whatever months ago whenever long ago that was a long time ago went there they redid everything it's beautiful they like all the stones you can read now they have it's a lit pathway it's mowed so it's not as creepy but when we were kids man that was horrifying to find <laughs> i mean even uh let's take a shot of that but even the last time that i was at your house paul um hold on a second Woo! Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Uh, even the last time that I was at your house, um, you know, we were chilling in the hot tub. We may have had a little bit to smoke and drink. Um, my white ass was like, Hey, I'm going to live this like a fucking horror TV show and I'd be the first person dead. So I was like, Hey, I want to have my adrenaline rushing. I want to feel the chilling in my bones. I want to feel what it feels like to chew five gum. And I pretty much told him not to do these things. I was like, yeah, don't do it. So I'm sitting there in my skivvies and we start walking to the back of his property. And to give you an idea, it's like, you know, during a full moon, you can see everything. Well, we didn't have a full moon that night. We didn't, you know, it was but a even little... on a, even on a full moon. Once you hit the edge where our pine tree forest starts, it's pitch black. You, I mean, even on a full moon, even we, with, you know, being snow on the ground, it's so thick sometimes with even reflection that you can still barely see back there. It's just a thick forest. It really we get, is. We get back there though. And mind you, we're all carrying, like I have a, what did I have? A, a lighter and a can. I don't know. We like, ran over, you ran over and grabbed it out of my garage. You're like, I'm not going out there without this. And you just yeah, grabbed I, your gun. So <laughs> I grabbed, I grabbed fire he grabbed a gun and his brother ended up joining us. He was like, I mean, I don't walk back there at night, but if you guys go, I'll go. Uh, David, Dr. Dave. Uh, Dr. Dave, he's been on the the podcast before. Yeah, we've had him on. Uh, we go back there and we're like, okay, let's just see what happens. And 
you could feel it. Like you could feel the chill in your bones. You walk back there, you could see shit moving, and you're like, "Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to shoot it because it could could be a person." But at the same time, you're like, "You're also is- like yelling back." You're like, "Oh man!" One time I was, we were. I think it was that time we were sitting back there, and you're like, "Should we say something?" And I was like, "Say whatever you want, man." And he's just like, "Is anyone here?" He starts like yelling into the woods, like just the dark abyss. Like anyone there? And bro, I, I've had this happen more than one time with multiple different people. The cackles. Like yeah. You hear more. the cackles. Oh my yeah, god. You just start is... hearing either a laughing or yelling. So it's like the laughing is usually from a child, which is creepy. You're just like, okay, that's awkward and wrong. Uh the yelling usually just is like it almost sounds sometimes where I've sat there and convinced myself I think it was a fox. Um, because it's like that blood curdling. And if oh, you've yeah. heard a fox yeah. scream, it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Um and I'm like, I can't be a human. It's got to be a fox, you know? I've, I've tried, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what it is. Um, but one, I was with my buddy Todd, uh, and this man swears up and down. I mean, I don't know if I heard it that loud, but he was way farther in front of me. He was saying, like, are you here? Is anyone there? Like, will you talk to us? He's doing this whole, like, what do you do with a Ouija board? And all of a sudden, this man, I, I just heard a whisper, but it just sounded like... Like, you know, Slytherin snaky almost from Harry Potter. And this man starts booking it towards me, like 50 yards, just starts sprinting. And I was like, bro, what? And he's like, it said get the fuck out. And I was like, what? And we get back. I was like, did it say that? He's like, no, it just said leave. And I, he's like, I was like, yeah, exaggerate a little bit. Because if a ghost, if you're a ghost, like if I died tomorrow, that's what I would scare people with. Like, get the fuck out. Like, I'd throw the fuck in there. I Dude, would. I think, so I think the next time I'm up there, like for everyone that like is on my TikTok, right? I'm gonna go live in your woods at night. Uh, I don't let's know see. if I'll be there. No, let's see what happens because I should be coming up there. What Christmas? Around Christmas time, I'll be up there. I mean, usually the winter is the best time to go out there. It's the yeah. like fall and spring. Oh, it's when fucking it's the creepy deepest as hell. and darkest and creepiest because it's cool. There's either fog coming in and out because it's like in a it's a, it's a deep ravine. Fall is off. Fall is and the, the fog will fill it. So like it looks like a fucking ocean of fog oh, when yeah. you're standing on the hillside. And as you walk down, yeah, no, that's a that's, that's a scary time to be out there. Fall is definitely the creepiest because you can hear the leaves crunch and you know there's you know there's deer, raccoons, possums, squirrels, you know, foxes. Like. Everything's out out there, but when it's pitch black. And you hear voices, and you hear the cracking of leaves and twigs breaking. It, it just, just gets you going. It gets you on it, edge. It is your hair is standing up. You feel it through your bones. Everything is chilling, and it is. It, it honestly, there's no other feeling like it. Like, I, I got to be so, out there during the winter though, when things are silent <clears throat> and you can hear the voices. You're from the other side of the lake in our central Ohio area where you guys grew up. Do you guys remember, you remember a road called Hogback? Yes. Hogback road. Yes. There is some of the creepiest things that has ever happened on that road. While I was, why I've been hunting. And I mind you, my mind you, our listeners, Allen Creek is a man-made lake. It's very big, but it's a man-made lake. So back in the seventies, they built a reservoir and they backfilled with a bunch of water. Well, it also took out a small village. They planned on it. They've removed people, but they left buildings and structures, including the local cemetery and church, which on low days of water in the summertime, you can still see the top of it. The little cross will stick out. Um, I've done it. I've seen it. It's nuts. But bodies from these old cemeteries would pop up randomly throughout many years. Um, so one, imagine finding just a floating coffin with a corpse inside of it or skeletons. Crazy enough as it is. This one I'll never forget, and it was with me and Tyler. We're we're hunting on that side of Hogback. It was like a third, or it was like a Sunday. I think it was like a Sunday. We're hunting, and it's just hits dusk. We're like, we're done. I can't see shit. We're walking back. So we have probably like a mile, mile and a half walk back, and then up to our truck. Well, we hit the the corner corner road, cross across Hogback onto the other side, and we start hearing noises and light. We see like firelight. I'll never forget this because it fucking baffled me. It made me mad and a little scared all at the same time. Um, we see a giant bonfire with an object being burned in it and people dancing around in 
cloaks. We'll say that. Uh, I instantly was like, where the, what the fuck? Where are we right now? And my buddy Tyler looks at me. He's like, we need to leave ASAP. So we're booking it back to our truck. And another truck, as we're leaving, pulls by. And these guys are in their robes. And he said, uh, are you guys coming from that way? And we're like, no, we were hunting on the other side. He's like, okay, I wouldn't go over there. And I was like, yeah, no shit. I didn't say that, but I was like, thanks. And we walked to our truck. But that still baffles me that even this far north and into Ohio, that there is still that kind of a ritual going on. And oh, yeah. You're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the three letters. Yeah. yeah, yeah then three, then three letters were going on. And it was just weird to come out. You have a full gun, you know, full covered in orange and shit. You're just pushing deer. You smell like shit. And you see a fire going up over the hill to the left. And you're like, Okay, let's peep over the hill, pop over there, and you just see 30, 35 grown men oh or women. Like, you can't tell. Dancing around a fucking fire. I'm sorry. I can't I'm see for... fucking shit out of these masks. Who yeah, cut these holes? <laughs> fucking tired of this shit. Oh, but I no... spent all night cutting these holes in these masks. <laughs> I can't see fucking shit. You ungrateful bastards. No, uh, that's a good movie. But yeah, either way, that was definitely, I was like, what the hell? Uh, I didn't think that was going to be in Ohio. Like, I feel like that's like a Southern thing. For real, I did. Growing up, I, I was ignorant to know that or think that. But um, as a fucking, you know, 17-year-old, that was a lot. And it was scary. Like, if I would have had my buddy Marshall with me, he would have been way, way more scared. Oh, oh man. My God. Yeah. Well, he would have been the target audience for that Ooh, uh, He's listening probably, too. Marshall, I love you. Uh, um. Hey, back to fucking states when it comes to the most uh, yeah, read read that off. hauntedness. Hey, that's uh, still a haunting, bro. That was a so, haunting. I was like, Ugh. yeah, that's a haunting of not ghosts. Um, hey, uh, look. So we have already talked about Ohio as number one, Pennsylvania number two. Let's talk about California. No so, way they're on that list. It makes sense. Think about the gold rush history, right? Uh... So the old history of Hollywood, the tales that rise to many ghost stories. So you look at, uh, uh, there's this guy on YouTube who bought a, a gold town. What was that called, honey? Yeah, the ghost town living is on YouTube. Oh, yes. He bought an old town right old out of mining town. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so places like the Queen Mary in Long Beach and the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose are renowned for their reported hauntings. So California comes in number three. Number four is Texas. Go figure. I was going to say Texas. Yep. The Alamo and San Antonio and Jefferson Hotel and Jefferson are among the sites of ghostly rep uh, reputations. Isn't that where uh, the haunted room comes in? Didn't you remember that movie? It was like a room... 313 was is that what it was yeah oh, is that where that's from uh, all i know texas for is uh for their whorehouses i thought they They're... didn't have i thought that was we i, I thought we already d discussed this and that was north carolina well north carolina has whorehouses but Cal uh texas did off also have those uh illinois or illinois sorry illinois uh the state is known to the most infamous uh, infamous haunted mm -hmm. sites the Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago. Illinois also has several commercial haunted houses, especially in and around the Chicago area. Number six is New York. Uh, long history in New York, especially with the... You would think that. You would think, though, like more um, eastern states, like, you know, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and, and cities long like Island. that that have been yeah. here much longer would have creepier history. Um, like the one the one that always got me and I, they still talk about being haunted to this day. Did you ever remember reading about the lost uh, village or city of Roanoke? No. So if I remember correctly, Gabe, correct me. That's that's South Carolina or North Carolina. I think it's South Carolina. But either way, um, there was a town in during this is the pilgrim days when we first came over here and we left like part people left them to go back, take riches and get more people to come back to the colonies. Uh, one of the towns was called Roanoke, and when they returned, it was de deserted. Um, now, there's a lot of speculation, but the town was deserted, and there was an engraving on the wall of the town. Um, now, the problem, I, I have to remember what it was engraved oh, yeah. with. I've got it. All right. So let's give you a little backstory real quick. So the background of Roanoke Island, it's located in now North Carolina. In the late 16th century, the English made several attempts to establish a colony in the New World. 
Sir Walter Rayleigh sponsored yes. these expeditions. The first in 1585. He faced challenges of the uh, and the colonists eventually returned to England. In 1587, a second group of more than 100 settlers led by John White arrived in Roanoke Island. White's grand, uh, granddaughter, Vir Virginia Dyer, was born shortly after the arrival, becoming the first English child born in the Americas. Due to the need of supplies and assistance from England, White left the colony to return to England in 1987. However, the outbreak of war between England and Spain prevented them from returning. However, there's a mystery. Right. White was finally able to return to Roanoke in 1590, but he found the colony was deserted. There was no signs of struggle or a battle. The, the word Croatian was carved into a, war, uh, a wooden per post, and the letters Crow were carved into a tree. White arrived for the settlers to leave a sign if they decided to move, but the meeting of Croatian reminds a, uh, sorry, re remains Crow a subject of debate. Croatoan. Yeah, it's, it's I'm a, drunk. Uh, I'm drunk. A lot of people fuck. think it was uh, yeah. towards the the locals. Croatoan uh, tribe. Yeah. The, yeah, the tribe of the local locals. Now, um, now the thing that gets me is when they left again. So this was years later too. When they left again and established a different colony, years down the line, they actually went to this. Uh, there's writing. We uh, it's like a specific journal of someone. Don't know it, but I just remember this from school that. Uh, there was multiple younger children that were, you know, indigenous that had blue eyes. And that's now looking at it, not really possible, very unlikely um, for them to have blue eyes. So a lot of people think that the locals or the settlers then had very little left. They were running on starvation pretty much. They went to the locals for help and they lived with them, writing their name for the returning colonists to eventually go to the local tribe and be like where's the rest of our people um that didn't really happen so yeah so some settlers believe they may have uh, assimilated into the native local american tribes yep uh so there's four theories uh they moved they may have tried to sail back to england on their own and got lost at sea or they might have moved inland and established a settlement elsewhere they were either attacked by spanish forces from florida or a local native uh, american tribes or they died of starvation or disease uh, the colon uh, colonists could have succumbed to diseases or food shortages um but technically it's a lost colony in history which is crazy right pretty Most cool people to don't think, think about, about it um the the Croatian island, right? Croatian? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Croatoan. Croatoan, Croatoan is how sorry. you say it. Yeah, the Croatoan tribe or Cro Croatoan island is now named as the Hotaris Island. So history is fucking dense. Yeah, no, there's some cool ones. Um also like you know about like the haunted ships and stuff, right? In in, in the Carolinas? No, like all throughout the United States, there's a bunch of them um, no. that are haunted ships. Um, like the biggest one was uh, the SS William Ivory or Irvin. Uh, it was on the Great Lakes. It was the flagship of the U.S. Steel, U.S. Steel's, you know, shipyards and ships for the Great Lake fleet. It was at a 610 feet long vessel and carried iron ore and coal, you know, on the lakes for like 40 years on Lake Superior, Erie and Michigan. Um, but it was reputation to be haunted from former crew members, including the unfor unfortunate soul killed by the boiler room. So, like, the, the boiler room co collected a soul, and then years later, during a um, a visit, because it was open to the public to visit, there was another mistake in the boiler room where they lost another. Um, so a lot of people on these tours, which are usually 60 minutes long, they usually go through September to October on the U.S. Uh, the SS William Irvin is open to the public, but it is apparently extremely haunted, and you can still hear screams in the boiler room before you open the door, which so, is kind of cool. So if you're up on the lakes, this thing still travels on the lake, and people have died in it, and people, multiple people have been on haunted tours there and heard that they can hear screams. Now, has the company placed something to make it maybe more haunted? I don't know. I'm not going to say that it is. I'm not the one to judge that. But it is an interesting story along with it. Uh, and so many more, like um, the RS. I got a, I got a uh, few Queen of Mary. them. Yeah, the Queen Mary is another good one. It was a steamboat back in the day. Um, 
and it's uh, in the Long top Beach, 10. California. Right. Yeah, it's in the top ten for uh, most haunted places in America by the uh, by Time Magazine, actually. So um, when it yeah. comes to the top seven, you have the USS Constitution, as known as the Old Ironsides, which launched yep. in nineteen ninety or sorry seventeen ninety seven. The US Constitu- USS Constitution is the oldest commissioned naval vessel afloat. There are tales of apparitions and strange occurrences aboard the ship, which is now in a museum in Boston. You have the USS Lexington, which is a CV-16, the World War II aircraft carrier now in a museum in Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh, the Hornet. Uh, beautiful place to visit, by the way. Uh, yeah. no- numerous ghost stories, including reports of apparitions of sailors, unexplained noises, and objects moving on their own. The Queen Mary comes in number three, which you were talking about, not a military vessel. Vessel. Um, it did play a role as a troop ship, though, during World War II. It's permanently docked in Long Beach, California. The ship is now a hotel and a museum. So if you want to get wine dined and fucked, there you go. Buy the a ghost. Yeah, buy a ghost. I just always like think about, like, uh, what is that movie? We talked about it before, where the ghost is, like, fucking. fucking yeah, it's um, the scary, scary movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a scary, scary movie, movie. Three or one of the scary yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah that's all uh, I think. It's like a poltergeist that fucks him as a ghost. Yeah. Uh, you have the USS Hornet, which is a CV-12. It's a World War II aircraft carrier. It's now a museum in uh, Almeda, California. It's got a reputation for being haunted. Uh, there's tales though of apparitions, unexplained noises, and equipment turning on and off by See, itself. But my favorite out of all of those U.S. carriers is by far the USS Lexington. Really? By far. Yeah, because during World War II, they called it the Blue Ghost because the Japanese reported sinking it four times during World War II, and it never went down. Four times they're like, we took it down. We took your flagship down. No, no, you didn't. That carrier's still up. Well, it's still there, and it's on display. Corpus Christi. Yep, Corpus Christi, Texas. You guys can go down there. So Texas got some good ships, uh, and so does the Great Lakes, apparently, that you can go into. Um, We've talked about the Great Lakes before on the podcast with some of the creepy shit that goes on. My favorite being the Great Lakes Triangle. Remember that episode? I remember that. That was uh we were talking about the Bermuda also. Bermuda we talked about all the triangles. The the all the triangles. Uh but that one's weird because a lot of ships would go down in this mysterious area in the Great Lakes. Ed, and... Edmund Fitzgerald. Yep. Yeah. Uh the most famous shipwreck of the Great Lakes, the SS Edmund Fitzgerald sank in the Lake Superior in 1975, taking 29 crew member crew members with it. Um, there's people saying there's ghostly apparitions of the crew members and others claims to have heard phantom distress calls from the radio on it. Yeah, would it, that's wouldn't it be fucking nuts to be on superior? So Just, isn't that, that's something that we did in uh phasmophobia is to have a radio. So maybe we should take a radio out to the woods one day and see if we can communicate with either a radio or what's the other one that we use and after can we get an FM reader? I could get a spirit box and you and I could go out in the woods, do a live stream. Inter- would you guys be down for us to do yeah, put a in the live chat. stream scary? We could I do a, we should... a podcast live where we're just out there talking in the middle of the woods. Oh, that'd be epic. I don't yeah, know. EMF have reader. To get... EMF reader, yes. Dude, um, could you imagine if all of a sudden it starts going to five? I'd drop my shit and be like, fucker, who runs faster? Let's find out. <laughs> like, for real hey guys paul's dying okay yeah, we'll, uh, no no, no. i think hey. i'm faster than you you put on too much muscle mass bub i think hey, i'm faster hey. than your ass i have functional muscle that's exactly functional for lifting heavy weights not for strutting a fucking 100 yard dash i still beat your ass uh there's also the bannock burn known as the flying dutchman of the great lakes this oh, ship disappeared in 1902 on Lake Superior. Over the years, many sailors have claimed to see these ga- uh, ghostly images of the Backenburn, often appearing in foggy conditions, and it just vanishes without a trace. You also so, have the SS Kamloops. That was the one that was saw or seen again. Yes. Reported seeing it not long ago, like a couple years ago. Yeah. And it was the picture that was taken, as you see the ass end of this ship and fog. And I instantly thought, did you ever see the movie The Mist mm-hmm. or The Fog? And they made both. There's two, like, the original, oh, I think, yeah. was The Fog. And the Mist was second. That's what I think of. Like, oh, God, that's creepy as shit to be, like, a near a lighthouse. The fog comes in and you just start hearing noises out of the water. Yeah, no, that's a no from me, dog. It's crazy how many ships, though, have disappeared over Lake Superior because there's the SS Kamloops also. It disappeared on 1927 in Lake Superior. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Lake Superior just sucks them up, you know. They uh, actually just found a ship. It's funny that we were talking. We're literally it was talking in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, it was no, discovered. no, just just recently, like this weekend, we just found another ship in Lake Superior. Oh shit. Um. Yeah. No. Like that's why I like. Oh, well, it's funny we're on this topic. We just found another ship up there. So it's all the time. I mean, this is a deep, deep lake. Uh, I mean, I what is it? What it's like? I feel like it's something stupid, like three hundred meters. How? Let's see. Yeah, what's the depth of, uh, what is it, U.S. lakes? I think sure. Superior is the biggest and the deepest. 406 meters deep yeah. is Lake Superior. You got Crater Lake in Oregon, which is 594 meters or uh, almost yeah. 2,000 feet. Lake Tahoe. That's deep there, bro. That's dark. And, and with the muckiness of, of, of fresh water. Yeah. Lake Superior comes as number four at 1,332 feet or 406 meters. So number four is Lake Superior. So that kind of could explain why these ships just fucking disappear. I mean, you have the Chicora. It disappeared over Lake Michigan in 19, uh, sorry, 1895. The Rouse Simmons or the Christmas tree ship sank in Lake Michigan in 1912. The Apollina, which sank in Lake Michigan in 1880. And the Erie Board of Trade. Is sank in Lake Huron in 1883. Um, yeah, there's a lot. It, and it's all very them, surprising. All of them come up as haunted, um, which is I would not dive in that lake. I would no. never dive in any. Maybe Lake Michigan because it's the clearest, but I do it like you know near something because you can actually see stuff there. But Superior, Huron, Erie, you're not. I've I grew up on Lake Erie. You, I don't care where you swim at, no matter what, you ain't seeing a foot in front of your face. Would you? If I was with you, Paul, would you dive 406 meters? You can't. Why? I mean, yeah, you'd have to have deep water gear and deep and, and do, go through serious techniques and training. And usually would you go through that. You're, I mean, bro, do you understand? Okay, I wanted to. I always wanted to deep do deep water diving and welding, like because diving yeah. is one of my passions. I travel the world and I dive. I love it. My father did it. My mother did it. It's something that we've always loved. What like in deep water training they literally tell you to look to your right and look to your left and they say one of those guys is going to die oh. one out of four people die doing that profession I so mean, i'm gonna be like nah, the dude, deepest i've gone is 50 meters yeah that's the no. deepest i've dived yeah and I, the deepest i've done is 75 meters so i mean yeah it, I, I'm, I'm good and i already have to do so many Safety checks on that depth, I can only imagine 406. So, like, so Randy, what's up, Randy? Uh, He says in St. Augustine, Florida, they're still finding buried ships under actual roads, like the road uh, erodes after like a hurricane, and they find fucking ships. Oh, absolutely. Um, I I believe that 100%. 100%. We find stuff. Would you do 240 meters? Again, I mean, if I had a direct line, maybe. But if I'm doing tanks, no. No way in hell. No way in mm-hmm. hell. You couldn't pay me enough. I'm good, dude. Because Lake Ontario is only 244 meters. I do Lake Ontario. Yeah, see, Gade, yeah, t- oxygen tanks or tanks, that's normal training. You have to go through, you know, your normal open water or safety water dive and training, mm-hmm. and then you have to get certified, and then you go from certification to uh certified uh master and then you go from master to instructor um yeah no i'm i'm good i spent a lot of money on diving diving school uh, my family has too it's one of our favorite things to do and i don't know if i would do that now after everything i've learned and the people that i know that have done that profession um yeah i'm good uh, uh here's a quick story that i think would blow your mind so you know those ships that we were talking about right they're like 600 some feet long right you know those motors or engines are massive uh, and there's ones that are even bigger. And I met a gentleman uh, who works in my profession now, but he used to do underwater welding and diving. And he had to do one on a partially ship, sh- uh, sunken ship. So what he had to go do in, go in is cut out an area of the actual piston wall in the motor, swim into it as they took suctioned water out, and as they cranked the motor and the piston would recede down, he would have to bend down while the piston, he's in the piston. Well, I mind, I might add you, and then suck the rest of the water out, and it would go back up. And then once they were to an adequate level where the water would eventually evaporate from compression, he would re weld up the piston wall. 
So like this man was sitting in a start a cranked motor under the water. Like I'm I'm no nah, that's a that again that's a no for me dog. I'm good. I don't care if it's $200 an hour. So when it comes to modern times though, there's actually quite a few ships when it comes to like in the last 30 years of haunted ships, there's the RMS Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, Is that the ghost ship? The one that launched, was found stranded on the ocean? It launched in the 1960s. It converted into a floating hotel in Dubai in the 2000s, and it led newer reports of paranormal activity. Guests and staff have reported unexplained noises, apparitions, and other ghostly occurrences, often attributed to events from the ship's active years. There's the Costa Concordia. See? It, Capsized and sank off the coast of Italy in 2012. This is going to happen to cruise ships. I'm telling you right now, there's too many people. People die on cruise ships or mysteriously disappear sometimes. I'm good. I'm, I'm good, man. I, I think this is eventually there's going to be cruise ships that are just so haunted. They're going to be like, all right, it's decommissioned. We're done. Well, the Casa Concordia was a cruise ship. It capsized, sank off the coast of Italy in 2012. That's one of the most recent. Oh, that's the one. That's oh, that's where he hit the reef. Remember, that was yeah. all over the news. I remember yeah. that. Uh, the tragic event left eerie images, half-submerged ship, giving it a haunting reputation. There have been speculations and tales, but it's crucial to its approach of such sto uh, stories with sensitivity because of how recent it's been. But there's been known stories of apparitions standing above the half-sunken vessel. That, I, it feels bad, but every time you say that, I think of uh, Ace Ventura, where he's like, apparition -y. Aborigines. <laughs> like I don't know why, but that's that's what I think of. Oh, well, God. I mean, we're we're close. We're coming close to the end of the podcast, ball. So uh, biggest thing. Oh, we have some other ones. We're not there yet. It's yeah, like twenty minutes. Um, but I was going to say we could go over. I have some other list stuff on topics where we can start going over the Halloween cocktails. Oh yeah, Halloween cocktails for sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So there's a bunch of good ones on here. I'm looking through this list and it's absolutely nuts. Uh, the top one that people say is the Jack O'Lantern. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So it's a pumpkin flavored cocktail. Um, there's a few simple things, but it's eye catching and it, it really does look like a pumpkin. So you got the nice little orange piece on top with a cinnamon stick in the top of it to make it look like the top of the pumpkin, oh, yeah. which is really cool. Um, but in this glass, you'll find it's a pleasant drink. It's a cognac, orange liqueur or liquor, uh, orange juice topped with ginger ale. So like your favorite ginger ale, whatever you like, Canada Dry or any of those. I'd probably say Canada Dry. But uh, either way, apparently this is great. It's Halloween worthy with the garnish and it tastes fantastic. And it really does look like a little pumpkin. So I've got the Witch's Brew, which is Ooh. a shot of vodka, a shot of a melon liqueur, two ounces of a lemon lime soda, Sprite, a splash of pineapple juice and a lemon wheel or cherry for a garnish. That's the witch's brew. I have the Ooh, bloody. Wait, wait, wait. Can you? Oh. Are you? Are we able to share that to show the pictures of these? We were able to do that um, before, right? Or do we have to change something? Yeah, I ain't gonna worry about it right now. Okay, okay, okay. I'm a little too tipsy to fucking figure that shit out. That's to be fine, honest. That's fine. We've been drinking, bud. By the way, for all cheers. of our listeners, cheers. If you're drinking on a Monday morning, cheers on you, bud. Ooh. But for uh, most of our listeners, we're now on Thursdays live on Twitch. Yeah. So if you see us on Spotify or Apple, join on in. Um, the next one, interesting. The yeah. candy corn cocktail. Ooh. I know, right? I'm not a huge candy corn guy. Are you a candy corn guy? I fucking hate it, to be honest. It's, uh, it just uh, looks... It looks People that eat candy corn, corn, my wife, fucking psychotic. <laughs> it's just sugar. That's just sugar. Yeah. yeah, that's like asking, like, what's your favorite part of the candy corn? It's like, excuse me, what? It's all the same. It's the same thing. It just died differently. But when you think of Halloween candy, that is, the, it is the first thing that comes. To it mind. is a staple. Yeah, it is a staple of Halloween. Um, but either way, this one is a, a candy corn cocktail. It's infused infused with kettle corn into the bottle of gin. So kettle corn gin, I guess, is a flavored gin you can get. Now I want it. Um. Paired with uh, a Moscato wine and grenadine. So apparently this is a novelty drink and mm. it looks fancier and it tastes, they rated it a seven out of 10. So, I mean, try that as you want, but if it want something to look really cool in front of people. Sounds like a Hanover. 
Yeah, well, they're, they're all going to be a hangover. You're going to pound at least five of these, no matter what they are. If you're waking up on Halloween morning and you've got kids bugging you, let's get the costume on. Let's go trick-or-treating. You need a Bloody Mary's ghost. Ooh, and that, that is, sounds great. That is one and a half shots of white tequila, half a shot of triple sec, one ounce of lime juice, two ounces of tomato juice, a pinch of salt and pepper, and a drop of ghost pepper hot sauce. I actually really like that. That sounds great. That's it's way gonna, better than the one I have next. It's going to fucking hurt. Oh, that's way cooler. This one I found was the children of the corn. Oh, God. I know, right? So it's it's an infused, uh, you know, infused cocktail. Um, but the biggest thing, the children of corn, is sweet corn vodka. Apparently that's a thing, too. Or you can use substitute with just sweet vodka. Uh, cinnamon syrup, lemon juice, and your favorite seltzer. That doesn't sound too bad. That's... I mean, it still sounds acidic as fuck, but... Right. I mean, in seltzer, they probably mean, like, club soda or soda water, but... If you Still. are a Twilight fan, you're going to enjoy this one. A Vampire's Kiss. Ah, oh, I saw that one. That's a good one. I'm fucking tipsy as fuck right now. Uh, one ounce pour of raspberry liqueur. One ounce of vodka. Some cranberry juice. A little splash of red. Splash of club soda. And some raspberries for a garnish. Fill it up. Fucking drink your top, bud. Apparently it's pretty See, that's, good. That's a, that's a cool one. The Vampire's yeah. Kiss. Um, this one I saw, it's also on the list, and I was like, I'm making this one. The Candied Apple Cocktail. Apple. Apple Cocktail. Apple. Um, But your favorite sparkling cider. Oh. Um, Caramel-flavored moonshine. So really Ooh. just a... Punch kicking the right teeth the right off the gut. Yeah. Toss with apple liqueur mm. and cranberry juice into the mix. Yeah, you're not going to taste the moonshine. I promise yeah, you that you're gonna get fucked up off of that one. I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making this. I don't know what you're talking about. I got a zombie punch. It's sort Ooh. of, it's kind of the equivalent to like a jungle juice. Uh, you're oh, really? Some, yeah, you're gonna take a shot of light rum, a shot of dark rum, a shot of liquor from an apricot, two ounces of orange juice, two ounces of pineapple juice, a splash of grenadine, and an orange slice and a maraschino cherry for garnish. Uh, that's the zombie punch. It is essentially a fucking jungle juice, but it's 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 Halloween related. Are you a are you a texture guy? So that's a good question. Uh, I stopped at ABC, a grand opening ABC here in Southwest Florida, and uh, they had really good deals on a lemon drop shot. Uh, and I bought two of them for my wife and I, and they had balls in them. It was kind of like a... Excuse me, what? Yeah, they had balls that expanded in liquid. Yeah, it was a, yeah I'm a, I'm a texture they, guy. I they hate tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I hate tomatoes. Okay, well, if you're a texture guy, you're probably not going to like this one. This is the Swamp Water Surprise. It just Ooh. sounds bad. But you think that like when you see it, juices. when you see it, it looks like how old greg would be <laughs> yeah i don't know how to explain it but either way you're doing curacao with blue liqueur or a clear one but most preferred blue and then you add your favorite fruity green gelatin to it give it a stir and let the plasma look effect take over and it does look not that appetizing but it sounds good it sounds good but it would if you're not a texture person this is gonna go down rough so I have a Midnight Cauldron. I do have it pulled up right now. Ooh. I have it pulled up. You can take a look at it if you are on a live Thursday night. You can find us at Drunk Discussions uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Drunk Discussions. Ooh, right. that looks like the one I'm about to pick next, but that's way cooler, the bubbling and the smoke. Yeah, so how you do that, you go ahead and you take an ounce of black vodka, an ounce of black Chirac, lemon lime soda, and a lime wheel for garnish. And you go ahead and you top it with a little bit of uh, that dry Apple ice. juice. Dry ice. Oh, you put it inside. Yep. So Ooh, it adds that little smoky effect. Yeah, it'll be cold. Um, you should look this one cauldron. up. This one's cool. It's called the Black Widow. The Black, Black Widow. Black Widow. Black Widow. Mysterious. Yes. Um, this one's really cool. It says the key to pulling this off 
is that you will need to find a Bolivod, Bolivod, or yeah. black vodka or licorice flavored liqueur uh, to start off. And then you're going to do the, you're going to have that off the side. You're not going to pour that first. You're going to do cranberry juice first, yeah, then add that. that over top with or splash of Coke over top of that as well. And it separates. So yeah. you'll have like a distinctive line of uh, this, this drink. And it is cool looking. I ain't going to lie. I'd drink that. That looks very uh, hangovery. Yeah, well, they all—they're all super sweet. So, like, the sweeter you go, the worse the hangover. That's, like, the, I mean, you remember right. sitting on the beach? That the typical things you can get are like a hurricane or a blue zombie. Yeah, you named them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so like that's what I would think—a blue zombie. Well, you can make a green zombie. It's not any different. You can make that, uh, you know, Halloween themed for real. But the cool one is the wolf bite. The wolf bite? The wolf bite. Uh, it's good. Experiment gone wrong. Uh, it's absinthe and melon liqueur shooter. And it like wolf bite, wolf bane, or whatever. There's multiple names for it. Uh, but, I mean, if you're trying to get fucking shmealed. That looks like off, it. Yeah, if you're trying to get absolutely shmealed. Yep, yep, that's it. It looks, that like, looks like a... The drink that the that the Jedi ordered in Star Wars, like that's it looks, it looks radioactive, like. right? Oh, you could call it that, yeah. like a radioactive shot. That'd be yeah. cool if you have some black lights underneath that. That would look sweet at your party. I ain't gonna lie. You goody. That's a that's a cool one. There's a bunch, but either way, you can go online, guys. Uh, my mom, breath to inspire. Uh, they do a bunch of different uh cocktail recipes that you can find up for your. Halloween parties and coming too. Uh, there's also the other one. The what is this? The the spruced eats. I don't know. That's another one where I found some of them on there. The candy corn shot. All those that we talked about are all on there. So if you're really wanting to spice up your Halloween party, um, maybe get some cool stuff other than just like BYOB where you're bobbing for apples. That would be sweet. <clears throat> Ohio parties. <laughs> yeah. So hey. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining live on Thursdays. Thirsty Thursdays for Drunk Discussions podcast. You guys can find us wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, we record this episode live, live on Thursdays on twitch.tv forward slash Drunk Discussions. But you can find us wherever podcasts can be found, whether that be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We are fucking there. everywhere. Share it with your friends. Thank you so much for joining Drunk Discussions podcast. Without all that being said, Peace. Peace.